The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 Props Contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. And welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew, the TD King, Rob. And joining us tonight with his rookie insights for 2024 best ball is our senior dynasty analyst, Mr. Dave Heilman. How are we doing, guys? Doing well, sir. Ready. Yes, sir. I'm ready, man. Ready Love tires. Back. It's good to be back. Kick the tires, light the fires. <laughs> yeah, glad to glad to be on here doing a uh, a live draft. Excited to be uh, going back to the to the draft room with y'all. Me and Andrew had a nice uh, run last week. Really liked our teams, but you know, win don't we? Uh, but tonight we wanted to bring Dave in, get some rookie insights. Going to be firing a lot of questions his way with the NFL draft looming uh, post Super Bowl this week. Going to be the next phase into the uh, the NFL season, moving from one bookend to the other that's what you get here over at the sports gambling podcast network we never stop talking ball uh andrew do you want to just peek your head in the room here i mean the 20 rounds are pretty long we can uh, get right to it here get in the draft and start asking dave about some uh some rookie values here there's some pretty rich some pretty rich numbers up there for the top of the board there some marvin harrison jr <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, let me pick my head in uh, for everyone who is in the in the chat here watching live. If you want to hop in, uh, of course, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use our promo code FFSGPN if you have not already for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. You're missing out if you're not on Underdog. I mean, we've been cashing year over year in the pickums, in the drafts. So don't miss out on free money. Get on the Underdog Fantasy. Uh, again, they have the big board and the little board. We are going to hop in the big board. $10 entry, $200,000 up top. All right, gents, let me uh, let me take a look and see what we're working with here. Uh, three more to start. If you guys nah. want to try to get into nah. that one, if not, nah, we can no, no, just no, no. Uh, back, yeah, out. back out. Back out. 
Gotcha. Let's give it. Uh, let's give it three minutes, maybe two minutes, and we'll check again. You know, last week I think we cleared like a whole lobby and, and we jumped back in. Uh, Dave, let's uh, let's kick it over to you for a couple of uh, at least NFL draft questions. Uh, me being a big Bears fan last week, you know, went on record saying you know love Keith Fields, but really don't mind if we go out and get Caleb Williams. Would like to get a huge haul for the picks, but given our position, we have a ton of flexibility. So I think we just go with the best situation that's going to float our way. If we can't move the pick for what we really want, like a huge haul, maybe we move Fields and take Williams. Build on from there. Still have the ninth pick. Very good foundation. But if we move back, we get a, another pick in the first round, early second on top of that. A lot of possibilities here. Where are you at with the first pick? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's all about how they feel about Caleb Williams. And so t- Caleb Williams is getting dehyped right now. And mm-hmm. so all the hype over the last two years is like Caleb Williams is like he's he's basically, uh, you know, the best football player we've seen in, in a long time. And then this offseason, you had, you know, he didn't have the greatest year this year. Mm-hmm. We saw some things that they say from the neck up are concerning, emotional, just some things where like, eh. And so um, he's getting dehyped a little bit. I've even seen some Jaden Daniels or Drake May could go number one. Talk wow. That's, wow. It, it's, there's some stuff out there. I do think Caleb yeah. Williams still is probably the number one pick. And it just makes sense to, to go get Caleb Williams. You hope that you're not picking number one ever again. It's Carolina's mm-hmm. pick. It's not the Bears. And right. so um, financially, it makes sense. If you were to, if you were to keep fields – you're going to have to pay him as soon as next year. And mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, you're going to have him on six years of control on his contract. So financially, it makes a lot of sense. Trading back, getting all those picks makes a lot of sense. But Fields might have done enough that you can get maybe a second-round pick or a third-round pick from Atlanta or Denver. And then mm-hmm. you got Fields in a very interesting situation. I've even heard Pittsburgh mentioned for Justin Fields, well, which would be interesting. I think um, Arthur Smith puts a wet blanket on that excitement. But um, putting him with Sean Payton would be interesting or putting him with Raheem Morris down there in Atlanta would be fun. And he's uh, it's an Atlanta boy, so I think he'd like to go home. Heard. I would like him to stay close by to me, so I would prefer Steelers, Commanders, if somehow possible. Wouldn't hate that either. For sure. I mean, with the Commanders bringing in um, Cliff, Mr., uh, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, I feel like the old Manders – are going to do what I don't want them to do and give up a haul to get up and get Caleb Williams. Don't okay. really want that happen. To be fully honest with you. I've seen them make this, uh, make the same mistake with RG three. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, I think that they're going to do it. They're just going to pretty much open the pocketbook and let the bears tell them what they want. Um, I would prefer them to not do that. Honestly, I think that it's okay to just take one of these other guys. I don't think Caleb Williams is the difference maker, honestly, but we shall see. But that is my two cents on the old Manders and the awful organizational structure that is, once again, stricken the commanders. The best best ball quarterback that you want from this rookie class is not Caleb Williams. Who is it, Dave? It's Jaden Daniels. Okay. We'll have to we'll have to check that here soon. Andrew, pop your head back in there before we get uh, caught it behind the next line. (laughs) All right, let me see. Oh, well, I'm going to be auto-drafting one, so uh, there's a free uh, fr- free in. Here we go. Everyone All right, just get jump in. in. Go ahead. Jump in now. Okay. Um, looks like six more to start now. Yeah, moving fast, moving fast. Mine says seven more to start. Did I jump yeah, in the wrong it, one? No, 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 no. No, you're you, good. No, no, you should be fine. Yeah, it doesn't It should be six now. It should say six now, right, Dave? 
Nope. You're in the hmm. big board, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're fine. Yeah, it only does five one, one at a time. It's okay. Five yeah. Five more. more. You're good. You're good. We're good. Five more. You're good. So, so um, right. so yeah. Jaden Daniels put on uh, the. It was the second best graded performance per PFF since Joe Burrow, and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow had in his historic college football season. And so, like, we've all seen the quote tweet of like Lamar Jackson's highlights in college, and someone was like, "How did 31 teams look at this and say like, nah, I'm good." It's the same with Jaden Daniels. And like I had someone comment about Jaden Daniels being so like too small. And so I was like, all right, Jaden Daniels is 6'4, 210 pounds. Lamar Jackson was 6'4, 216 pounds. And then he came back and said, well, he has thin hips. And I just, <laughs> I just had to drop a Shakira. Uh, the hips don't lie. But I mean, come I on. It. Like I feel like we're just, we're afraid of these rushing quarterbacks. And, you know, Dan Jeremiah said it. He said, I, I don't, he said, I don't care how much you love Drake May. No one can tell me that Drake May put on better tape than Jane mm-hmm. Daniels as a passer. And nobody's going to question anything about the rushing ability. I mean, Jane Daniels was a beast. And so um, absolutely. And I, the only fear of course, is him going to uh, new England where they're, you know, they don't have a lot of pieces over there. Um, be great to see him go to Washington. Be, uh, I think he'd be he'd get on the Bears. Um, but Jaden Daniels is a guy that's very interesting. Um, and so uh, we we expect it to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And we expect da- Jane Daniels to be the third quarterback. But he's been rising up the board. Um, you know, if you asked this question two months ago, he wasn't even in. I put a mock draft with him going to the Giants at five in December. And people were like, you're crazy, man. Now he's going to three to the Patriots every time. Love it. So I, love I it. wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Washington and be a great fit with Cliff Kingsbury. And you saw what he did with Kyler Murray. This guy is a taller version of Kyler Murray. I do want to ask you, just based on the grouping there for their ADP, right? So Caleb Williams coming off the board, QB 16. Right behind him, Jared Goff, Jaden Daniels at 18, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins. That is QB 16 to 20. Right now, in February, first week of February, 2024, are you going to take Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels over those guys at that ADP? I'm going to, if I get to wait and take Jaden Daniels from that group. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. Conviction, I, love it. I like it. As we uh, say, it looks like we, the moxie. It looks like with the uh, draft is started here. Uh, looks like Bruni, you are sitting in the middle at six. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting, uh, Dave's sitting at nine. I'm sitting at 11. Uh, if anybody's in the chat here and has, was able to join us, uh, please feel free to let us know, uh, at the end, we would of course go over your team for you and give it a little rating if you'd like. Yeah. And, and first, you know, it's, uh, you always got to celebrate yourself, right? So 124 K views last month. So, um, if this is your first time, please hit that subscribe button. It was a record views for us last month. And, uh, you know, we're just getting started here. It's the first the first month of the year. Hot start. And uh, just a little, little golf clap for us. <laughs> love it. Love it. I don't have any flags to throw. <laughs> Are they going to let Tyreek Hill fall to six? Don't you do it, these red badges. Don't you do it. Well, Dave, you are I- sitting at pick nine. What are your What are your thoughts about the, the players around that spot right now? Fall yeah, off the, who- the rookie talk a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, well, we're, we're he's still t- still a rookie, right? Season's not over yet. Puka is there, and so there you, there you and go. And so, um, you know, he's he's somebody that you know obviously gained the most stock in from a dynasty perspective from last year to this year. And um, you know, what I loved about Puka last year was the fact he was able to do it without Cooper Cup. He was able to consistently do it through the rookie wall, and then when Cooper Cup returned, he was still that dude. And so, like, I know there's some people that are like, if from a dynasty perspective, like Puka's kind of a sell. And I, I get that where they're coming from, but like, when you are, when you see, see, like, okay, this guy did it, but everyone else was hurt. That's always the narrative. But when when Cooper Cup comes back, not just like any dude, Cooper Cup came back, and he was like, yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm better than you. Like, that's impressive. Let's see if he falls. Me and Andrew have both gotten him at nine. I went uh, Amon Ra there. It looks like GUTP auto-picked Tyreek Hill. Shame. Letting the clock run out with Tyreek Hill right there. Come on, man. Have some gumption. Take some Breeze Hall. I mean, you got you got plenty of good options here. I'm sure that all these other guys aren't coming back to me. There goes There goes Puka. Going at seven. I'm fine. I I got I got Kyron. I got Bijan. I got Jameer and Brees. Oh, never mind. I don't have Brees Hall. I um, I do want to ask you about uh, about Kyron if you're going to go that way. I, I've taken Kyrene at nine nine as well. Damn you, Dave. Going Bijan even better. Oh, damn even you. Better. <laughs> I was really hoping. I'm really hoping he's going to fall. Yeah, I mean, sniffing Smith, out. Addition by subtraction. Arthur Smith's out of town. Bijan is is definitely was my second pick after after Puka. Um, Love it. And so, yeah, Kyron is a good pick. I, I think that, you know, you look at this guy last year, he missed, uh, I think, five weeks because of a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. He got 20-plus touches every game he was healthy, and he got in the end zone. I'm, I, at least, I think he had like one averaged one touchdown a game, but it was like 1.3 touchdowns a game. The, the volume was Todd Gurley-esque. And you know that that's you don't find that like there's there's a very small amount of running backs that get that kind of play. Speaking of play, I hope everyone's on DraftKings looking for a super offer for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after ensuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling or gaming resources. Uh, one line I did want to mention on DraftKings, shout out to Adam Rosenberg. What He posted, uh, there's any punt to be a touchback, plus 130. That's plus money for a punt to be a touchback. In the entire game, uh, that's pretty good. 
I like those odds. So uh, that that is one I'm recommending for everybody. Again, not financial advice. Also, as you're watching us here, draft on the big board. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats, and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Uh, I believe I saw McCaffrey. Uh, I, I liked his his total over, uh, or I'm sorry, higher uh, for the receptions and rushing. It was like 129, I think. I actually like the lower on that. A lot of people like the higher. I'm on the lower. Uh, so uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your deposit. Deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code uh, FFSGPN. Of course, we are uh, you know competing with all other SGPN shows. So please use our promo code FFSGPN for, again, 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Go. I'm about to make my pick here. Dave, you want to tell them about this promo we're running for uh, new customers real quick? Yeah. And so um, one of the things that, that people are liking about this is that it's only 40 entries. So the first 40 entries that get in, you're going to have a one in 40 shot. And so this trophy here, if you and, and five of your league mates or 10 of your league mates win, one of you wins, you can get this trophy. And if another buddy wins, he can get this Keenan Allen or the hundred bucks. And so three winners out of 40 is pretty damn good odds. Usually you're going to have a lot, a lot less when you're signing up to these things. And all you have to do is go in there, underdog, add your $10, play. They're going to give you $10 back. And you can just, it's a minimum of $10. If you deposit $100, they're going to give you $100 back. And so like you're getting money to play a game and then you're getting a free entry, like a free entry into these prizes. Like, yeah, like you're you're getting you're winning just by entering. You're on the on the clock too, Dave. Sorry, bud. Oh, you're good. You're good. Wow, you Tank Dell's seconds. going a lot higher. Tank <laughs> Dell's going a lot higher than I thought. A lot of hype. A lot yes. of hype. A lot of uh, interesting ADP right now. I definitely want to dive into some of these as well. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. going before guys like Devon Achan, Diggs, Josh Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Devonte Adams. It just it still feels rich. It feels like you're buying hype. You're buying air. I mean, good air, I'd hope, like like breathable air, but it's just yeah. out there. And and you have the like the potential landing spot of him going to, to the Cardinals, I would say is a very good chance. Cardinals sit mm -hmm. at four in the draft. It's gonna be for me, it's gonna be the Bears take a quarterback or trade back. The mm -hmm. commanders take a quarterback or trade back. Patriots take quarterback or trade back. I know that a lot of some people think the Patriots could take Marvin Harrison Jr. It's mm -hmm. a new GM. It's a new head coach. We don't really know what to expect there. If they don't trade back, you take a quarterback. And so um, they're going to take quarterback, in my opinion. And then you have the Cardinals sitting there at four. And if somebody trades up, they're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. And so, yeah, you could get a situation where you don't love it. But the Cardinals is a great situation. He goes in there. He's the, he's the number one right off the bat. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is a blue chip prospect that you – Totally expect that he's gonna, you know, jump in there and right away have a great, um, you know, instant fantasy production, which we've seen from some of these elite receivers right off the bat. No, uh, if he's it. gonna come in and be Chase and be Jefferson, that that would be awesome. But uh, without the landing spot, I just think it's very difficult to buy 
a top 12 finish in February. Well, and if he does go to the Patriots and he's at 11, mm-hmm. you're really, you're, you're buying. The problem is here is you're, you're, you're really not leaving a lot of return for investment on this one. When mm-hmm. you're paying wide receiver 11 and he gets wide receiver 10, you didn't really win when Puka right. was wide receiver 68 and he ended up as a top five receiver. That was a huge return on investment. That's what you're looking for in your best ball. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is just not someone that looks like he has a lot of room for growth. You're, you're basically paying for his ceiling. And so in best ball, I'm out. Absolutely. Uh, me and Andrew have the consensus opinion that there is going to be a dip. Obviously, it's early. It's earlier than last year. We didn't even have best ball in the first week of February last year. So there's going to be a dip. And it could be based off of the landing spot. Let's say he does go to the Eagles. I still feel like the the ADP based off of draft selection is going to even itself out. And he's probably going to be down in that maybe 14 to 16 range. I think he's going to come down a bit. Yeah. And so um, let's to finish up the quarterbacks. There's six quarterbacks that could potentially go in the first round. Six mm-hmm. quarterbacks have not gone in the first round in a, I don't think ever. Uh, five has been the number that we've seen over the last couple of years. And it's only happened twice in the last two decades. It just doesn't happen often. So don't expect to have all six quarterbacks go JJ McCarthy. He's some people have him as their, the QB four. Some people have QB six. You have Penix, you have Bo Nix. The problem with Penix and Bo Nix, when you look at their numbers, you're like, wow, these guys are really good. What's the problem? Penix had four season ending injuries, two shoulders and a uh, two ACLs. And um, then he had a bad national championship game, and he's also going to be 24 when the season starts. And Bo Nix is 24. Um, a lot of people joke that, you know, he's been there since Bo Jackson um, when he was at Auburn. Um, he's not that old, but he started. Yeah, I think he's. I think he started 60 games. He started and, as a freshman, no? Yeah, he started as a true freshman, yeah. and then he's a super senior. So he's been. Right. He's he's the Van Wilder of of quarterbacks, um, and so <laughs> it's it's just. And that stuff will affect their draft capital. At the end of the day, uh, a 25-year-old quarterback is a finished product by a lot of people's eyes. When you look at, you know, J.J. McCarthy, he's 21, 20 years old. You're like, okay, well, this guy's just scratching the surface. I can do this. But, like, you know, we, we see this a lot. And that's why you rarely see guys get drafted. Like, I was a big Hen and Hooker fan. But the concerns were the age. He didn't go first round. He went third mm-hmm. round. And so um, Knicks and and Penix could go first round. They also could go second or third round. The guys that are like your day day two guys are Spencer Rattler and Michael Pratt. Those are interesting guys. And if they land in the right spot, they could get some play. You know, let's say that Marvin Harrison Jr. does go to three to the Patriots and day two they pick a quarterback. They could get Penix or Bo Nix in the second round, or they could go like Spencer Rattler or Michael Pratt in the third. Make a pick, mm-hmm. GUTP. Make a pick. Don't auto pick Patrick so, Mahomes right now, you scum. Make a pick. Do it. Don't run out the clock, you piece of mother. Patrick Mahomes. Motherfucker. Are you kidding me? This guy. Print the t shirts. Oh my God. G U T P on auto draft. This is a family show. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> muskrat. Muskrat, Jakey. Um, running Sorry. backs is interesting. So, like, running backs, you're going to see a lot of different takes on this. And so, do you have the running back ADP by chance? Who are you uh, looking at? Full list. Well, so w- with the running backs, you know, you have uh, Jonathan Brooks is probably the best running back in the class, but he had an ACL injury in November, and so he might not even be ready to go at the beginning He's of the season. Currently going one thirty four. Okay, 
And so Blake Corum is some like a lot of people have Blake Corum as top of their list. And with Corum, what you know, what I think is is interesting is um, the landing spot. And so all these guys, it's really going to depend on the landing spot. You're looking at like Blake Corum. He could go, you know, could go as high as second round, could go third round. Braylon Allen. Um, you got uh, Trey Benson. You got Bucky Irving. Um, you, there's, there's a lot of guys. And so if I asked, you know, I asked uh, X or Twitter, who's the number one running back? I got 13 different answers. Nice. And so um, draft nice. capital will be everything. And so like taking some of these guys that are the number one guy on the best ball board may not end up being the number one guy. And so look at that. Like I, I told you guys, I really like Bucky Irving. And I think that, you know, Devon Etchan and um, Jameer Gibbs and Ty J Spears and those guys that were like, we looked at last year and people that were like, they're too old. Like don't, don't have <laughs> your like 1990s or 1980s mindset. Right. People yeah. are getting smaller. Tank Dell was a beast. He's tiny. Josh Super Downs was small. Tiny. I, mean, I was so, I was off Tank Dell this time last year at the Senior Bowl. I I said I love the numbers. I just don't think it translates to the NFL. Wrong. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I mean, when when yeah. you see someone like that, I think you make that that generalization. I know I'm guilty of it at times, but I just think that far too many people just lock themselves in a box, and that's what I love about best ball is it just allows you to have so many options and make many creative lineups. Like you can just constantly find the value. I've seen people just slam rookie after rookie in these in these drafts, and cool, that's great. I just think there's a lot of time left this summer, <laughs> this offseason. we got a lot of time to figure this out. For me, right now, it's just about getting all of the value uh, with the studs, you know, just, let, just guys that you run, know you can rely on. I'm going to give you the top 20 running backs based on NFL Mock Draft Database, and so it collects okay. consensus mocks from different websites. It's only from websites. This is not like random dudes that are doing, you know, 20 mocks during their lunch break. So Blake Corum as the number one running back, he's he's at 58 on the board. So second round pick, they have him going to the Ravens. If that happens, he is going to be a top 20 running back. And so Blake Corum is a guy that is very interesting. Trey Benson, they got him going to the Giants, expecting Saquon to walk. He'll go to the Giants in the second round. Trey Benson is he's he's got a lot more uh, receiving ability than Blake Corum. He's six foot. Okay. Blake Corum's five nine, um, so he's got a little bit bigger of a build. And as far as elusive in space, this guy is your you know he's a Rash Rashad White is my my comp for him. Jonathan Brooks might be the best running back in the class, but he's he's hurt. He's number three. Audric Esteem, um, Bucky Irving, Marquise Irving, Braylon Allen, Will Shipley, Marshawn Lloyd, a player I really like, Ray Davis, Jalen Wright. Those are like third round, fourth round guys. Uh, Jawan Jordan, Isaiah Davis, South Dakota State small school guy, Cody Schrader, Rasheen Ali, Jace McClellan is the Alabama running back. He's more of a big bruiser. Dylan Johnson, Mayan Williams, Amani Bailey. We saw him a lot in the senior bowl. Frank Gore Jr. And then uh, Andrew, you have a guy that's a super sleeper that's not even on the best ball board. Yes. Um, so not even on the best ball board uh, as of right now, but uh, shout out to uh, Jacob Gibbs. Tremendous follow on Twitter. Uh, he was one of the reasons I started to really look into Puka last year, but uh, he was looking up Devon A-Chain's collegiate avoided tackle data and stumbled upon uh, this guy called Steroid Gerbil, 
who has a 54% avoided tackle rate over 232 career rushes at Bowling Green. This guy's name is Tyrion Stewart. Again, we tried to look him up, not even on the board right now. He's 5'9", 225. Avoided tackle rate has scaled up each year with more touches. 38% on 37 rushes in 2020, 46% on 70 rushes in 2021, and an absurd 63% on 125 rushes in 2023. That is extremely good. Uh, if you go look at data for that, you will find that that is absurd. Um, so obviously not not somebody that's on the board right now, probably not going to be a super high pick, um, but definitely worth watching because obviously Underdog will add a bunch of these guys uh, after the fact. So definitely somebody people want to keep an eye on. Uh, I do trust Jacob. Uh, again, he, he kind of was all over Puka early in the offseason last year. So I will be keeping an eye on Tyrion Stewart. Um, you know, hey, it, it kind of reminds me from when I read this, uh, kind of reminds me of um Damian Pierce when I was looking at Damian Pierce's stats two years ago when he was coming out as a rookie. Uh, just uh, Damian Pierce got more work, but he never dropped the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, people called him a bowling ball. Uh, so I, I don't know, I just somebody to, to look out for. I, I just saw that stat today and thought that that was absolutely absurd. Is an interesting mm-hmm. like uh and and he's a guy. I don't know if you listen to Fancy Pros at all, but D Bro is like really in love with Jaleel McLaughlin. I'm not there, um, but I mean he's he's had his hits. He's a big Puka guy last year as well, and so um, Jaleel McLaughlin is a guy that we might you know talk about later on in this draft. I think he fits the mold of James Cook year one, and I like the potential for the year two narrative. It just depends if they go shopping, you know, in the draft or in free agency. I, I like him a lot as well. Dave, yep. I wanted to I wanted to ask you about somebody here. I just saw that that you made a pick. Um, so Brock Bowers currently being drafted as tight end seven, uh, 79 ADP. We all saw what Sam Laporta did last year, right? And typically, when we look at fantasy football, we try to steer clear of rookie tight ends because they you know, historically aren't very good, i.e. Sam Laporta, enter Sam Laporta into the Royal Rumble ring here, and uh, he just knocked everybody out. He was lights out awesome. Can we expect anything like that from Bowers? Um, You know, what are your expectations from Bowers? Obviously, you know, it's situational in the NFL, but I I guess what are your expectations and, you know, uh, do you have a good fit in mind potentially? Well, I've seen a lot of mocks of him going to the Chargers, and I don't know. That might change. So, like, one thing that I think we should – you know, I'm going to try to pitch an article about this. I think that the coaching changes is something that everybody should look into if you're into fantasy football. So the Chargers, for example, they hired Jim Harbaugh, run-heavy guy. Who does he Who does he hire as the offensive coordinator? Greg Roman. This is going to be a slow pace. This is going to be a run the clock out, jam it down your throat. Like that's why I said, if whoever running back goes here, I'm going to love whoever running back to Chargers draft. But I don't think Brock Bowers fills that mold. He's a decent blocker, but he's more of a, a jumbo receiver. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he fits what they're looking for. And I so his he could go anywhere from ten to fifteen. Daniel Jeremiah had him mocked to fourteen, I think, to the the, the Saints. Uh, the Saints would be an interesting landing spot for him. Um, they, I've seen him go to, you know, a lot of different places. Bowers is going to be good pretty much anywhere he goes. Um, but again, this is another guy where you're just, you're, you're paying full price. You're not getting any discount at all. And so like, if he's seven and he finishes his tight end five, you're like, cool. Like you didn't, you didn't win money. And so that's, that's the problem with him. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, I was trying to Ginder Rusty K. The... Who the hell is Ginder? <laughs> uh, I was trying to look here. Obviously, uh, neighbors went right. He he was already drafted, I believe. He would have had to have been his ADP is yeah. much higher than this. So, what do you think about Malik uh, Neighbors here? Uh, and any good landing spots potentially that you think he would flourish? Any spots that if he goes there, you're maybe a, a you know stay away from the ADP? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Giants fan, but I'm an honest person, and so Malik Neighbors going to the Giants isn't necessarily sexy. Um, Malik Neighbors going to the Tennessee Titans not very sexy. There's a lot of not very sexy options that are in his wheelhouse because you're looking at pick five is the chargers. That's where I want them. I want them. I want whoever goes to the chargers. I, I Quentin Johnston. I'm not a fan. Never was. Keenan Allen's about to be out of town. Um, Mike Williams can't stay healthy. I think he's probably out of town. Um, Malik neighbors could be the number one for the chargers this year. Um, and Keenan Allen likely stays in the team, but he you know, we have Keenan Allen and Malik Neighbors. And so um, I think that that's the spot. After that, you have the Giants at six. You have the Tennessee at seven. No bueno. No bueno. And um, you have Atlanta at eight. Um, that is interesting. But you have, you know, like we don't have a quarterback. And so there is, a, you know, if he slides, it might be better. But I don't think he's going to slide unless somebody trades up. So I love I love that as far as Malik Neighbors as a player, but he's just, it's going to be landing spot dependent year one. Yep. <clears throat> so, got the uh, big game coming up this weekend. I wanted to touch on our Super Bowl 58 props contest. We have a $1,000 winner take all contest. It's free to enter. You pick 58 props for Super Bowl 58. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or the link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in the 40 states that matter. P2P social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. Plus, there's a ton of other social features that give you the feel of a social betting network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. You create your own bets, essentially. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anyone down for money, especially if you have to do it on Twitter. Social features equal group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head -head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. They have plenty of rewards, like uh, getting cash back every single time you bet against your friend and other users. Cut also allows you to list, uh, allows you to list almost any kind of bet, Perfect for getting action on those fun Super Bowl prop bets. Cut is the peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And lastly, we're brought to you by Game Time. Buying the tickets to your favorites events, favorite events shouldn't be so stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals, last-minute ticket prices, easy-to-find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area 
They offer images of seat views. Very easy to see where you're going to be you know, getting the view from the game. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation uh, protection, job loss protection. Got to look into that. You know, unemployment rates going down, but pff, tough times. Uh, don't forget the planning month or forget planning months in ahead. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. I'm on the clock really quick here. Uh, Speaking of game time, uh, game time is pretty awesome. Uh, did did go in and utilize it uh, for a local concert. Uh, very easy to use, as you were alluding to. You get to see your seat. Uh, so yeah, game time, very nice, very easy, very user-friendly as well. So I, I definitely recommend game time. Absolutely. Download the game time app, create your own account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Bruni Ginder in the chat wants to know if I have my mic fixed this time. No, no one can hear you. Uh, I say last <laughs> time uh, that that did make for some stellar six minute content of uh, me trying to figure out why my mic was not working. So this would be Ooh, good Jamie for the says, doc. TJ Hawkinson's number on the board. I'm interested in the, what the doc has to say about him. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to get his opinion too. I mean, the doc coming the back from ACL, right? I mean, it was yeah. multiple ligament injury, so we're not looking at just an ACL. We're looking at ACL and MCL, and it was like week 15. Uh, that's not good. It's not, not good, Bob. Uh, Jamie oh. was asking to hear our teams thus far. If uh, either of you want to crack open, uh, crack, crack open sure. your squads. Ooh, back to back tight ends there, Andrew. Mmm, don't you love it? Yum yum. Man. Uh, so yeah, so I got QB and Mr. Jalen Hurts, running backs James Cook and Javante Williams, wide receivers AJ Brown, Nico Collins, Calvin Ridley, and JSN. Tight ends Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard. So I do have the Hurts, Goddard, AJ Brown. And with this pick, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence and have the Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, and Calvin Ridley stacks. Two triple stacks already. Your boy's on fire. Yeah, speaking of stacking, I was uh, I had Jared Goff on deck here. Pull back to round one pick. Shaboyle, 10. Oh, ridiculous. Andrew has it. Let me hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Shaboyle, you Buddy, yeah, bum. Oh, so to go that. back, go back to receivers. We talked a little bit about Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. You want me to go through the top twenty receivers? Sure, yeah. So Marvin Harrison Jr. projected to go to the Cardinals. Malik Neighbors projected to go as the second receiver off the board to the Giants. Then Rome Adunze going to Chicago at nine. Keon Coleman going to Bengals at eighteen. Like I said, T Higgins type of body. And if T. Higgins goes in free agency, then you're looking at a replacement pick right here. Brian Thomas is a guy that not a lot of people knew before this season. Had a breakout year. They have him going to the Jaguars. He is another big receiver. Uh, a lot of big receivers in this class, but you know, they have Troy Franklin um, out of Oregon. All these guys projected to go to the first round. They have him going to Kansas City. And then um, that's the that's the sixth Quarter, the six receivers for the first round. Second round, you have Lad McConkey. He's out of Georgia, older receiver, some injuries, but he's a route route running savant. You have Adane Mitchell, another big receiver out of Texas. Jalen Polk, kind of a, a fast, more like a Jalen Hyatt kind of guy. Xavier Worthy, 
Um, smaller receiver. I think he'd be better in the slot. Not a contested catch guy. 46. So you're looking at in the top 50 picks, 10 receivers. 51, Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. One-year wonder over there. We'll see if he does well. Devontae Walker, big play guy out of North Carolina. Jermaine Burton from Alabama. Ricky Purcell. He has one of the best highlight catches you'll ever see. YouTube, Ricky Purcell catch. It's ridiculous. Um, Johnny Wilson, we talked about him. He's a walking billboard. Six foot seven. Yeah, you had me look him up, and uh, this man towers over people. He is massive. Yeah, like there's... I don't understand why he's not a tight end. He's going to be a tight end in the NFL. Six foot seven, you said 236 pounds? Uh, 235, yeah. Yeah, so at the combine, he's going to look like he's Usain Bolt when he runs with the tight ends. Um, and he's going to look like he's a little slow when he runs with the receivers. So he's probably, if I'm his agent, you're running with tight ends. Um, but six foot seven, you know, he's, he's a big, big dude. Um, Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son. He's talking about big receiver. That's another big dude. He, uh, Ray GQ asked him, "Who's your who do you play after?" And he said, I, "I'm I'm like D, DK Metcalf." Uh, I think everyone likes to hear that. Uh, Roman Wilson in the third round. I think he's going to go second round. He had a monster Senior Bowl. If he runs a low four three at the combine, kid from Michigan, uh, really good player. Jalen McMillan um, from uh, Washington. Then two small school guys you need to get familiar with: Jamari Thrash from Louisville. And Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. They got him going mm-hmm. as high as number 60 to the Buffalo Bills. But Malachi I, Corley is a guy. One of the few rookies him. I've drafted so far is Malachi. Daniel Jeremiah loves him. And he just talked about just like he was, he compared it to the energy that Tank Dell had, where like mm-hmm. people just couldn't cover him. Mm-hmm. And so um, don't get me wrong, like the, I think it was. Who's the the receiver? I think it's Calvin Austin for Pittsburgh. He was yeah. the guy before Tank Dell that was like uncoverable. So let's like not a not 100 hit rate on that. But as far as like being an uncoverable guy, but he said like just energy wise, this guy brings like a different set of just a different type of juice. I played uh, college fantasy football for the first time this year. That guy was on my team. I didn't do well. That didn't that didn't mean I was good at it. But that guy was on my team. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to be telling anybody that you know that that, that this is a, an eye popping uh, notice here. But Tank Dell, we saw the reports last season. Uh, you know, during trading camp, he was staying after and doing work with a few guys. Uh, you know, including the quarterback. So it it shows that the guys who truly care end up you know performing well most times in the NFL. So don't just look at what the main street you know media is, is giving you you know really dig deep mm-hmm. on some of these guys and, and see who's staying after you know putting in the extra effort because you know that was one of the reasons I like Tank Dell you know I drafted Zay Flowers Tank Dell and Puka in my time in the only dynasty league I'm in uh and I loved them all they they were all dogs right uh so but yeah I love the the uh the stories of Tank Dell just staying after and, and making that extra effort I, I saw you just take uh, Blake Corum there Dave what running back was that that you drafted is that four uh, four. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, Andrew, are you, uh, on any movement, whether you want, uh, more than like five running backs in this format? I know we're both very confident in the eight to nine receivers. I don't know if yeah. you're going less than that or I'm not on the board now. And I got two running backs, four wide receivers. I hate being at this spot. I shouldn't have drafted two tight ends. Cause now I'm like, I don't know which spot I want to fill here. I like both. Um, you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I still love Jerome Ford. Um, you know, yeah. again, Aquas yeah. here. I would ask him, what do we think update wise for Nick Chubb's going to be? Nick Chubb going to be fully healthy going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there a chance? Because that was a nasty injury. Is there? A yeah, chance? but it was early though. It was really early. It was. It was. It was, man, it was early. So early reports that there was no damage to the ACL, and then there was. It was partially torn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was completely torn. I think it was partially torn. Um, but they did have to do um, reconstructive surgery on the on the knee, and that's not the first time. I don't know if you guys remember, but when he was uh, in college, in he Georgia, had a yeah. very nasty hyperextended knee. Keaton Mitchell suffered a similar injury this year. Keaton Mitchell is another player that I like, but um, not a not a great injury. And uh, like, there are interesting running backs. Like I was thinking about Zamir White there. And so um, Zamir White looked fantastic at the end of the season. He's another guy that could be replaced. And I feel like Blake Corum was safer because he's going to be the guy that's picked to replace somebody, not the guy that's mm-hmm. replacing. Yeah, that's fair. I'm uh, probably going to pull the trigger on uh, Darren Waller here again as a Giants fan. What are your thoughts about his uh, upcoming season? Not related to social media. Oh, his, yeah. his rap anything career? he does on social media. Well, um, you know, it's it, it's tough. I mean, you got these he's not older. I mean, he's 30 or 31, but you mm-hmm. got these nagging hamstring injuries. And so mm-hmm. um, in best ball, I, I'm much more confident with him because, you know, when he's when he's out there, he's good. And I think he's going to be good when he's out there this year. It's just when you get that. OK, he just left the game. It's going to be out five weeks. Um, it sucks. I passed. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back into my my deeper pool. I did take one stack of him though of uh, Dan Jones and and Waller. Like it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why uh, not? I mean, they were they were buzzing in the preseason. It was a big thing. Why? If as long as they're back in the building together, why why can't it happen again? Yeah. I mean, and, and Jones is the the Giants have an out after this year, so he's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting play. So Daniel Jones, we could see him be the next like Derek Carr situation where they do put him on ice so he doesn't get hurt because if they mm-hmm. if Daniel Jones plays and gets hurt this year, they're on the hook for another like $70 million. Oh. And so that situation is something to monitor. If they mm-hmm. are invested in him and want to double down, then yeah, like he's going to go out there and play. But he's coming off an ACL injury. Uh, if, if somehow Jaden Daniels slips – or Drake May slips, mm-hmm. the Giants will go with a quarterback, and that that would be like that. I I don't think you're wrong with that, that, but I but I also feel like it's one of those situations where the guy that's there will wind up getting the nod, and until he just falters, you know, kind of like a Mitch Trubisky comparison, like he'll just have the job until he just completely blows it. And I felt yeah. like before he got hurt, he was doing just fine, particularly not this last season, but the prior year. Like I thought he was doing oh. just fine before that. Yeah, it was a mess. I mean, the Giants had, I think, like 23 different combinations on the offensive line this year. Right. right. Um, that left tackle getting hurt game one really screwed things up. And then, like, you saw, like, Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor were doing well. And people were like, yeah. oh, well, Dan- Daniel Jones wasn't. Daniel Jones had a third-string left guard at left tackle. <laughs> and then he got hurt. And then they were like, hey, right. uh, um, Justin Pugh, we drafted you, like, 11 years ago. Like, I know you're on your couch right now, but can you play, like, left tackle tonight and so he came out and started for us i love it nightmare season nightmare Uh, i'll show you a nightmare season do you see the commanders out there (laughs) that was like the one of the worst defenses we've seen in a long time oh jesus it's a shame that eric Bieniemy has to get get the axe because of that just because they get a new head coach i I just i just think that's bullshit 
Sorry. Yeah, my bad. me too. Me too, a little bit. No, I, I thought EB was fine. Um, I think he, he got a little bit of a bad rap uh, there, you know, with the players and because he's working them real hard and, too, you know, too hard on the players. Kids, yeah, too soft tough. ass kids come. The, these kids, the, the uh, kids playing now would never have survived like uh, middle school sports. Like my coaches yelled at us. <laughs> middle school, so period. Hard on us. What are you talking about? <laughs> Take I'm the just sports like, yeah, out of it. it. It's disgusting nowadays. But uh, Dave, I want to ask you. So somebody I always see staring at me on the boards in these middle rounds is Jalen Polk. Um, I guess give us some synopsis. Obviously, you know, Washington Huskies wide receiver, uh, very good collegiate wide receiver, big dude. Um, but like, I guess give me a, give me your thoughts on on him, like where he sh- potentially could be going. You think he's a good fit um, for best ball over regular redraft or is he just a dynasty guy? Like, where do you sit at with Jalen Polk? Yeah, he's that you said it perfectly. He's probably a better best ball guy because I don't he's gonna be a like I wouldn't say Jameson Williams because that's that's probably too high as far as speed, but he's going to be a guy where he's the one that opens up the the defense and stretches the defense. He's gonna have a ton of air yards, he's gonna run a, a lot of cardio routes. Alec Pierce is probably um a good example. Like I think uh, I forget who called him the cardio specialist, but I mean this guy runs like miles and miles during a football game and gets three targets, four targets. And so that's the thing is, you know, if he catches two of them, he might take, you know, might get 60, 70 yards and touchdown, but he's going to have very limited um, reps. And so um, with him, I'm, I'm worried about like year one, not being so involved because those guys don't necessarily have an, uh, an evolved route tree. Um, You know, they, they run a, they run a nine, they run a slant and they do the bubble screens and that's like it. And so, um, you, you kind of want, like, I like these other guys that have, you know, multiple branches on the, on the route tree. Yep. Yeah. I got you. Um, you guys making bets for the Super Bowl? Does a shit Pope, does a Pope shit in the woods? I did just put an article out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com for the Gatorade and for the national anthem. Go check those out. And so we're doing some fun bets. I've seen a lot of videos where like people are betting for touchback or no touchback, but like the entire party is cheering for one or the other. And that's a great way to start the game. And so if I was doing a Super Bowl party, that's that'd be something I'd be doing. Nice. Well, uh, I don't know if you know yet, but while you're doing all your betting and your research, why not make it easier with Hall of Fame bets? Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which players have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app now uh, or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, Ginder was asking which Magic Mike I liked better, the original or the sequel, and I haven't seen any of them. But if you want, I can come by. I know you have the box set. 
crack it open. <laughs> I figured to come uh, by and give him a little matching mic. Oh shit! <laughs> the headband. Just Michael gone. is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> so cat just mad at me when I said that. As far as tight ends, uh, I know we saw a, a monster tight end group last year. And so, um, like you said, there's really not a lot of tight ends in the past that have done what this class did last year. I mean, we even saw Tucker Craft, uh, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave combined their numbers. They were also a top eight tight end. Like we saw some crazy tight end production from rookies last year. That is not something that I would expect. But the three guys that you should keep an eye on are Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. He's a extremely athletic tight end. They got him going the second round to Miami. And then Cade Stover from Ohio State is also interesting. Um, we saw Brevin Span Ford score a touchdown at the Senior Bowl. Jaheim Bell was heavily involved. He's very another very athletic, but a little undersized, kind of like a Brevin Jordan. Mm-hmm. Ben Sinat uh, from Kansas State is another guy. And then you can't go wrong with drafting a, a tight end from Iowa. So Eric All is the, the Iowa tight end this year. And uh, and then I, Theo Johnson, they talked to him a lot. Another kind of really big um, the big wings, wingspan. I think he's more like – I don't think he's going to – he's a Jelani Woods kind of guy. And then uh, I like uh, Dolan Holker from Colorado State. Where's okay. uh, where's Andrew, where's Andrew's face? Oh, I, I switched uh, you because you were talking. Jamie was asking weird. us about picks. I was trying to switch over to that topic when you were done. Yeah, they're asking I, I about Taylor Dave Swift up. being on TV for eighty-seven seconds. She's it, not even uh, going to be there, guys. They, she's, she's not gonna even going to be, be there. there. Stop it. She's going to be How? there. She has a concert across the yeah, other but, side but, of the planet or something. She, oh, they, it's they worked it out. They worked it yeah, out. It's already been done. She she's getting there. All right, and and take the under, Jamie. Uh, not again, not financial advice here, but take the under. I think it's uh, the over under is set at six times her shown on the TV. That's going to go under as well. Um, I mean, four times is a lot, little than six. So take the under there, uh, definitely, hundred percent. I feel confident in that. That is psycho. Also, that is deep psycho. dive. If anybody is on any um, not onshore books, you can get how many planes will be in the flyover. Shauna Kramer did a nice breakdown of that. It's set at four and a half. Um, it's going to go over. You can f- literally find the intel online for the group that will be flying over. So uh, I think there's six planes in that group. So take the over there before that gets taken off because you can literally find the answer online. Oh, my God. This is psycho. I don't want to like, listen, I'm not one of the people that's like, oh, get Taylor Swift off of TV. Oh, my God. I'm not like that. But I don't like, do we really need Taylor Swift props? Come on. Come on. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're crazy. crazy. Um, you can find Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. There's a few different videos out there. So if you want to get a shot of that, this could be one of the shortest national anthem we've seen in a long time. For those that are, are you know, want to, you know, want to just have a, a weird, weird stat. Neil Diamond has the shortest national <laughs> anthem performance. If anyone ever asked you. Interesting. Yeah. Fact that would be a good conversation <laughs> piece this Sunday. Nice. Nice deep pull there. I like that. Yeah. As Ginder uh, says, this dude is knowledgeable. Alicia Keys has the longest. That makes sense. All right. 
I'm up next. I, I might have to, you know, I talked a little bit of smack about Daniel Jones earlier, but I just passed him up and I might, yeah, I might think about it on the way back. I mean, you just took Will Levis. I think you can talk yourself into Dan Jones. Yeah. I feel like Tennessee could still be QB shopping. I, I knew Ginder was going to get all hard for Neil Diamond there. He just, uh, he's he's out here with the sweet Carolina. No, the whole chat's lit. Jamie's on, on Alicia. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Everybody's See, vibing. There, there we go. Sweet Caroline. I mean, oh, you know, we can't, we, we can't be talking about Bruce's music. version of Magic Mike is actually Neil Diamond songs. And he's just, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> now, Ginger's we can't talk about fan, music apparently. today and not, you know, uh, rest in peace, Toby Keith. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't know. What do you rest mean? Peace, I everybody, mean, I everybody don't dies. Stop it. I'm just not a big fan. Like I was like, I saw, I was like, oh man, Toby Keith out of that. That's that sucks. Like Toby Keith, I mean, you know, pretty popular, you know, musician, right? Would you like Hanson? Like, oh. Are you a Hanson boy? No. Hanson was like a Hanson guy. You can't like Hanson was in and out, bro. I was BSB uh, you know, insane for sure, but I was definitely more backstreet boys than anything. Well, oh I, Lord, you and I have. Uh, I was I was always that you know when they people were singing the song at the bar about you know I was as good as I once was yeah. hanging out with my best friend Dave. I was always you know hey the Dave prop for that line. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Did he solid? Did he have hit after hit? I mean, I I remember I Dude, love this bar. As I, just, I remember I, I love this bar. One, as good as I once was. Yeah, I don't even know what, what about that song courtesy is. Bro? Of the I don't red, even know what that song is. 9/11 happens. He brings out this. We're gonna put a boot in your ass. Come on, man. Yeah, literally, the Pentagon paid him to do it. Look it up. Look it up. He took many money from our tax dollars. It's bullshit. He spent it back. He was America first. Stop it. I we paid for him. that song. All we right, deserve the right, song. Leah, Jamie, nice. That, yeah, I mean, never heard it. Never heard it. And listen, if it's not Garth Brooks, just get out of my face. All right, just just calm down. Should have been a, like, should have been a cowboy. Like, what is that? That's just something people say. It's not a song. That's a song. Kinder. That, that was an interesting. Oh, no, it's, it's sad. Oh. Right there. Overall, it's just take Andreas Lavis. No. Yes, that's absolutely. Thousand percent. Why? What's that, that one? If they don't go out and get another big no, name, that's not him. you got Tyler Boyd leaving. Him. T Higgins. I love it. Yeah, he's that's it's a very interesting pick. He had quietly had a very good year last year, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I do want to bring up some running backs that are already off the board that, you know, what are your thoughts? These are guys that are like hype train. They're happening. You have Ty J Spears, Zamir white, and they're being, you know, vaulted up the board. They could be replaced. They could be starters this year. Another guy that's a little bit more quiet is we don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. And Mm -hmm. you've Kendra Miller there who had a great finish to the season but this guy didn't do anything all year because he missed almost all of training camp because of an injury, came back, had another injury. He hasn't necessarily had like a, a start to his season. Then he finally mm-hmm. gets a start week 18 and he's top five, the top 10 running back. And so um, does that mean he's going to be, you know, good this year? Doesn't mean it's going to be good this year, but if this guy were to have opportunity, Jamal Williams, as far as efficiency as a runner was awful. It gets a little different when you're not running behind that Detroit Lions offensive line. He was not good. And Alvin Kamara could be out of town based on the contract and all that. So Mm -hmm. Kendra Miller is a guy that's kind of a sneaky play. But what are your thoughts about Kamara White and Tajay? So I agree with you there. I like both Uh, those guys. 
Yeah, I like Tajay uh, fine. Uh, he's he's definitely up the board a little bit more than I would like him to be as far as ADPs are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, who was the other guy? Spears and who? Zamir White. Zamir White, yeah. So Zamir White, he's he's kind of stuck in the mud, right? Like he's in quicksand because uh, they're going to give Jacobs all he can handle, right? Z- Zamir really did his work when Jacobs wasn't playing. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that we're in a scenario now where Zamir White's only going to go down unless Jacobs gets hurt instead of going up. I think Tajay's in the uh, the other world here. I think he's going to continue to go up until we see that somebody's going to be in front of him. So I'd rather be grabbing Tajay now due to that over White because I, th- I think White still falls a bit in these drafts because, I mean, it, it's, it's all Jacobs there. I mean, I don't think they're going to give White a uh, complimentary workload. He's like the break the glass in case of emergency kind of guy. Gamble like right now while he's in this draft with us. Right now, while we're drafting, I'm trying to draft teams of players that I think are going to go up, not down. I don't want to have minus EV value, right? We're trying to get plus EV. So, uh, you know, again, like there's, it, it, you want to do it where you still are getting good ADP values, but you want to take guys that are, you think in your mind, going to go up because, you know, that's where you're going to really win these tournaments is by having the best value you can get on these guys. Yeah. Taking chalk picks like Josh Reynolds or something like that here it's not going to do you much like that's where you're that's where you you know, try to take your shot on finding i know it's a needle in the haystack but finding your puka finding your Ross st brown finding your late round guy and Kyrene. receivers yeah. yeah kyron yeah like I, zach moss was my last pick of the uh scott fishbowl last year nice like i i just had a feeling with the jonathan taylor situation mm-hmm. don't get me wrong joe burrow was my first pick so i screwed it up before it even started but yeah, you're just forced to pick a quarterback. It was probably just the best available of the three in front of you. Yeah, it, it sucked. But like, Ooh. you know, like th- those kind of guys are like, it's just, like you said, huge, huge value and huge return. Mm-hmm. Dave, what did you say about Javian Sanders? Did you uh, touch on him when you talked about tight ends? Yes. It's so good, good pick end. here. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a tight end outside of Brock Bowers, he's the second guy. And yeah. so um, he's got, he's, what I talked about last year with with Brad is, you know, like everybody was on top of Michael Mayer before the draft started and saying like he's going to be the guy. Like for fantasy, he's not. He's a good tight end, but he's he's not like he's does not do a lot of stuff down the deep third of the field. Does not do a lot of stuff after the catch. He's going to catch some touchdowns. He's going to catch, you know, sixty passes for five hundred yards. You're looking for guys that can get you sixty plus yards because they're catching the ball down the field or doing a lot of stuff after the catch. And so that's why I was on Kincaid and Laporta over Mayer. And, you know, Darnell Washington, I was like, people, stop. They don't watch the combine and get impressed by this guy. And, like, Darnell Washington is a blocker. He's a extra tackle. Yeah. I, I really think Darnell Washington was underused, though. Like, as massive as he is, like, Pittsburgh definitely, I think, missed an opportunity to oh, have yeah. this guy I mean, get a way more touchdown. Uh, and with Frymuth hurt as well. I agree. Yeah, like he's he was. I don't know. It just it seemed like he was underutilized. He was hurt a lot of the year. I think that was part of the problem. But you know these tight ends traditionally take a while to cook, and so you you're looking at year two or three. Like most of these guys, like Laporta is that's a unicorn. Like that's not going to happen. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts had an amazing rookie year and then he went back to, you know, 
not not being good. Um, he'll be, he'll, I think he'll be good this year. He's an interesting guy. Um, but most tight ends, it's year two or three. You think about it, the tight ends got to go like they don't do a lot of blocking in college. Now they got to learn how to block. They spend half the half the week in the offensive line room, half the week in the receivers room, and then you know once or once or twice a week they learn how to play tight end. It's a it's a very difficult position, and that's why you don't see a lot of these people got like Najoku kind of had a broke breakout year this year, and he's in like year six. He's a first round pick with elite traits. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good thought. But yeah, Sanders is an interesting guy for sure. And like I said, I I, I like that Dalton Hawker from uh, Colorado State. Hawker. Let me see where he's at on the board here. Uh, ooh, how do you spell that? Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying the name wrong. Yeah, yeah, a uh, Dallin Hawker. H O L K E R. H O L K. The other guy is Eric Hall. <laughs> So he's, yeah, Hawker currently tied in 58 off the board, 239. So he's pretty much being undrafted. So not, I, you don't want to know who was being undrafted last year at this time, Puka. Not saying this guy's Puka, but you know. Uh, so, so Dave, as a, as a guy that uh, studies obviously a lot of rookies, Davis Allen, rookie last year for the Rams. How are you, uh, how are you taking Davis Allen this year with uh, Higby, you know, being banged up, Higby getting, you know, a little older? This is somebody that on our last show, I, brought up to Bruni and said, I, I really like Davis Allen. I think he's very athletic and can fit this, uh, this scheme very well. So am I crazy here or is there any Davis Allen love to be, uh, to be sought after? 100%. I, I put a, I, I put a dynasty stash article out last month. Davis Allen was on it. Um, I, I think that you're, you're looking, we saw him in brief action this year. He was good. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Higby had a, he's got a big contract. So he's already like on the chopping block. And then he had a nasty injury, and he's had head injuries before. And so uh, a good, good opportunity. Davis Allen, Brad, shout out to Brad. Like, that's a Brad guy. Um, so, yeah, like, he's very interesting. And, like, he's 10% owned in Dynasty. So, like, he, you can use your last pick on him, and he could be a starting tight end this year for the Rams, who, you know, it's a very good offense you want a piece of. A very cheap piece. Yeah, Jamie taking pot shots here at Davis Allen. Didn't he only get 11 targets and runs a 4.83? Uh, don't know about the 4.83 part, but yes, he did get 11 targets, had 10 catches. But it was in the limited size, as you said, he looked very good. He looked athletic. He looked like he could be a starting tight end in the NFL. Um, I mean, from from eye test only, looked like he had good hands as well. Um, yeah. A guy that definitely watched the ball into his hands. So I, I like that on a tight end. You know, I, I don't need them to bust off 40, 50 yard runs all the time. I need them to catch the ball when they're thrown to and, you know, potentially make a play here and there throughout the game. That's all I'm looking for. And uh, I don't know, Davis Allen, he just looked like a guy that I could, uh, you know, rely on, especially in best ball. This is a best ball guy. I'm not saying to draft him in redraft. Definitely a best ball guy. Dynasty stash, as Dave alluded to. So I don't know. Keep him on your radar, everybody. Yeah, I mean, he could easily be replaced and you have no, like this conversation is dead. Um, but you know, if he do- is the guy, like last year, people were going after, um, the Schoonmacher from, uh, Michigan. And it was, it was Jake Ferguson the whole time. So you just never know. And he's, he's got a leg up on a rookie by already being there. Oh, I yeah. think I just saw it. You, you did. You yeah. got Michael Penix jr. Uh, not, it could, could have been worse. 
I, I do like, worked, yeah, you could have taken uh, Joe Flacco. Four quarterbacks, not what I was ideally going for, but <laughs> are any hey, of them man. good? Uh, no, no, not okay. okay. Well, that's not bad then. Four <laughs> not great quarterbacks is okay, especially with 20 Stroud rounds. CJ Stroud is good, but the other guys are CJ Stroud is good. CJ Stroud is good. Uh, I have cousins, Wilson, and Flacco. Yeah, so I was hopefully I was one of them going, can make it. I was trying to see if I see if about rookies here, and so there's a couple guys that are interesting. Cody Schrader is I was a very literally looking player. Yeah, Cody yeah. Schrader, there's a lot of love on the streets for him. Um, part of it is people didn't see any Cody Schrader at all this year, and then he had a monster bowl game, and they're like, Oh, that guy's really good at football. And then I've watched a whole lot of tape on him. No, you didn't. But you're not lying. He's good. And he had a good senior bowl. He looked really good. He's got like when you you everyone uses contact balance, it's like too uh nauseum. But like watch his senior bowl highlights. It like legit, like you see him bounce. He bounces off a guy after catching a pass, and he gets hit maybe three yards into the, you know, three yards in and makes it first down. Like he just bounced off a guy ends up seven yards above, breaks another tackle, and gets the first down. And so, like, talk about contact balance. Um, he's he's a poor man's Blake Corum. Hmm. Uh, Bernie, I don't know if you noticed, but since our last show last week, Davis Allen has come up the board. He was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, almost being undrafted. He is now in the conversation in round 19-20. So, not saying I'm moving the needle, but I'm moving the needle. No, I love it. I love it. Um, Bruno, you look this hard at work over there, like you're trying to reinvent the wheel. You all right? I'm making sure that this guy's going to be available. Um, Stein in the chat, he uh, he sniped me on Hudson. Uh, yeah, he says, DX, uh, I think DX my team pilot. is good, by the way. I, I think you're all right. I think, uh, you know. We will, uh, if, if you want us to, we will take a gander at it after the, uh, after oh, the draft here and kind of uh, give it a rating if you want. Up to you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. We will obviously roast our own. That is for my, sure. My, yeah, my Michael Penix was my actual what, no, favorite. no roast. My no, my team's amazing. I don't know what you're talking that was, about. That was my favorite crazy. pick that I made. That but, crazy. <laughs> the auto draft. <laughs> Probably my best pick. <laughs> um, could be. Could I still be. believe. I still believe in Sam. I'm gonna Tank. go with. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Aww. put in Sam Howell. I still I believe. Can't believe Tank. Tank's still there. Uh, uh, Dave, another uh, rookie that's now going into his sophomore season, Tank Bigsby. Uh, any words on Tank? Uh, I know he failed. He looked like a tank out there running um, slow and, you know, not not sexy whatsoever. But uh, do we still believe in Tank? Uh, I mean, I'm not really in. I was never really in on Tank. Um, you know, at the end of the day, great running backs are not always good at fantasy football. And, um, you know, this guy does not have any type of passing chops. And that's a concern because you're at the end of the day, opportunity is king. And he doesn't get a whole lot of opportunities because of that. Um, people got Travis Etienne at a discount last year because of it. I I could see them adding somebody to that backfield. Um, P- Bigsby does not like any day three running back. I don't care if they had a thousand yards like Damian Pierce they are in danger of being replaced. And so when you're doing these best when doing these best ball drafts, just know that like be cautious. Day 3 running backs, like yeah, Rashad White, he paid off in bunches last year. And so you loved it. But if you drafted Damian Pierce high last year, 
that sucked. And so there's a lot of running backs like that. And so um, Tank Bixby wasn't even the starter. Like I could easily see the Jaguars going and replacing him and getting somebody to go you know, go across um, Travis Etienne. There's a lot of a lot of good running backs this class. And even if he's not replaced, I mean, it's the same offensive coordinator, same head coach. And even when Travis Etienne got a little banged up last year, we didn't see like Higby go crazy. Like Dearness Johnson went in there. So I'm out. I'm, I'm Bigsby. Okay. You you heard it from the dynasty uh, expert himself. So let's uh let's go through here. Uh looks like we're all done drafting. Uh let's pull up DX Filer, aka Gamblestein. Love the love the username Gamblestein. Fits right in with us DGens. Uh, uh also uh, check out the DGen University uh shirts in the uh, merch store. Shout out Jake Paquin. Uh, DX Filer. So he went three QBs, has Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Drake May. Like that a lot. Running backs, Brian Robinson Jr., shout out Commanders, Jalen Warren, Zach Charbonnet, Trey Benson, Kendry Miller, and Ray Davis. This running back group is very interesting. Like Brian Robinson, he's definitely going to be on the team. Looks like they're going to get rid of uh, Antonio Gibson. Jalen Warren, uh, some will say better than Najee. I am on that side as well. Zach Charbonnet, uh, this is the guy I absolutely loved last year, so I like that pick. And then the combination of Trey Benson, Kendry Mill, and Ray Davis, uh, he could definitely get an RB, you know, back end RB2, RB3 filler uh, out of those guys. So definitely like that running back group. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins, Jaden Reed, Khalil Shakir, Andre, some will say that last name for me. Mosivas. Thank you. Malik Washington and Cedric Tillman. Uh, really like the wide receiver group here as well. That's slam dunk. Um, you know, definitely has some guys that have some hardcore upside. Uh, Michael Pittman gets like a billion targets every year. Jamar Chase, obviously a stud. So really like that as well. Tight ends, Dalton Kincaid, Tucker Craft, and Tanner Hudson. I like that. Uh, he stacked his, his tight ends, you know, on Buffalo and Cincinnati. Uh, you know, has obviously Jamar Chase. So he did enough stacking in here. Um, Andre, yeah, he, he really stacked up Cincinnati. So again, I'm going to go read it real quick. You guys give me a one through 10, 10 being the best. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Drake May, Brian Robinson Jr., Jalen Warren, Zach Charbonnet, Trey Benson, Kendry Miller, Ray Davis, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, Jaden Reed, Khalil Shakir, Andre. Someone say the last name one more time. Los <laughs> I love it. Malik Washington, Cedric Tillman. Don Kincaid, Tucker Craft, Tanner Hudson. So one out of ten. Uh, Dave, you go first. What are you giving him? Go with a six nine. We're six six nine. nine. I was at Ooh. seven. I was at seven. Nice. So really? right there. Man, I'm I'm gonna give him an eight point eight. I like this a lot. I really do. Hard. Yes, that's, super hard. That's one of the highest scores I've probably ever given anybody that we've done super on hard the draft. Yeah, I, I yeah. might have to try to go in and exactly copy this team. <laughs> he went, went a little went a little heavy at quarterback, which that could pay off. He's definitely going to be have one of the top quarterbacks every week. Um, running backs, I mean, there was definitely some guys in there that I like. I like the Ray Davis pick, um, and I like Trey Benson a lot. I talked about him earlier, so um, you know. And, and then the receivers, Jaden Reed's my guy. Um, so you know, a big big fan of that pick as well. So um, and we talked about you know, Elisavis for a little while as well. Yeah, yeah, very, very good team, uh, Gamble Scene. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, he just followed me on the X, my man. See, he, he liked my rating so much. He's like, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Let's yeah. read off our own teams here. Dave, uh, re read off your team. Give us a little uh, just short synopsis on your team. You like it. You know, is there anything that you would have done different? 
Uh, I thought it was a good start. Um, I, I definitely auto-drafted at the end there a couple times. Um, but C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Daniel Jones, and Michael Penix. Um, so, you know, C.J. Stroud is going to carry that 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 quarterback room for me. Um, but I do got some rushing upside with Daniel Jones, rushing upside Will Levis. And then, you know, if, if Penix goes and gets starting gig somewhere, um, then that could be, you know, could be a nice little hit. And, uh, I mean, other than the injury issues and the age, this is a very – very good player. Um, running backs. I, I was definitely trying to get a running back when I auto drafted at the end there a couple times, but I'm short on running backs. B. John Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Blake Corn. So I do not like my running backs. Um, yeah, short short on the RBs for sure. Uh, obviously, you know, I think in an ideal world, you would have traded Penix for another RB there potentially. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to get Ryan Schrader, and I was looking for him. And then I was talking, and then all of a sudden I had Michael Penix on my team. Um, <laughs> I got Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, just going all slots. I'm a, I'm a slot kind of guy. Um, Romeo Dobbs, Rashid Shahid, Wandel Robinson, Demario Douglas. Then took some shots on some some rookies I like, Brendan Rice, and then Javon Baker. Javon Baker's another senior bowl guy that a lot of people talk about. He was uh, a UCF, but um, he was a recruiter from Alabama. You could look at the size, and you're like, okay. There's some highlights from him in the one-on-one drills that he just – he's very good at football. Uh, Javon David Baker, Njoku, writing that down right now. Yeah, Javon Baker. And then uh, David Njoku, Cole Komet, and Jatavian Sanders. Sanders was my – also, uh, uh, we were talking about him. So, subliminally, I drafted him. I was not – I didn't draft him, but he's on my team. So I guess I did. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. Brune dog. You want to read yours off? Uh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. A lot of quarterbacks. Uh, some free agency factors here with these top three guys. Cousins, Wilson, Flacco could be shipped anywhere. Could be staying right where they're at. Uh, Sam Howell backing that up with my fourth. I was debating going for QB or for tight end. I just didn't really love my quarterbacks overall. If Cousins comes back to, to form and he's on a new squad, he could very well be in that top, top five conversation. Really strong at running back. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. Might be in a wheelchair next year, but he'll still probably get at least three or four touchdowns. Zeke Elliott, 900 all-purpose yards this year. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, big buy at his ADP. Jahan Dotson, Adam Thielen, going back to the well. He might be old. Don't give a care. Uh, Darnell Mooney, another wild uh, wild card in the free agency. Yes, I know this, Ginder. Dalton Schultz, Juwan Johnson, Shiga Conquo. Ginder asking me if I know that Creed is on tour. Gamblestein, uh, Gamblestein, throwing in the uh, the expert opinion here. He does not like those RBs at all, and mm. that's why they're on my team yeah. and not yours, brother. All good. <laughs> all right, I, I hate my team all for over two hundred points in their position. Cody Schrader, uh, Ryan Schrader is a UFC fighter. You you did say Ryan Schrader, and I was like, I don't think that's Ryan, but I don't want to sound like an idiot either. When yeah, I'm like, I think Ryan. earlier, and then yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I went light on the QBs. Uh, I did take two uh, good QBs in Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence. Running backs, James Cook, Javante Williams, Jerome Ford, Bucky Irving, Damian Pierce, Justice Hill, Cody Schrager. Love my first two. The other ones are going to be fill-ins. Jerome Ford, of course, I have close to my heart, but I'm a realist. It's probably not going to work out like it did last year. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Nico Collins, Calvin Ridley, JSN, uh, Devon, uh, yeah. 
Dontavian Wicks, Jesus, Jalen Polk, Jonathan Mingo, Noah Brown. So I did a triple stack there with the Houston Texans, Uh, Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, and Davis Allen. So I do have a bunch of stacks in there. Um, Got a a couple guys I like. Overall, I give myself a seven and a half. Like the team stacking ability, 2783 build. That is where I like to live, somewhere in that range. Oh, look, Gamblestein. Love Cook. Wish I had him on this Allen team. Uh, definitely better than Bruni's running backs. Nice. Like that, Gamblestein. That's not what he said. <laughs> I, those are some good running backs, dude. If I would like to know what good running backs are. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Dave, anything else for the good people? Uh, if, if anybody has not seen you on the old SGPN network or read any of your articles, why don't you tell them where they can find you, find some of your fantastic work, anything you guys are working on coming up that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, we just did a five-round Superflex rookie mock draft. I got 11 different drafters, well, 12, including me. And so um, Pat Fitzmorris, Ryan Miner, a few uh, a few guys from different websites. And so um, piecing that together should have it out by the end of the week. Uh, Jagger May is in there. And so five rounds, most of your drafts are three or four. So we gave you five. Nice. Love it. Give the people what they want. Bruni, over to you. Yeah. Got a uh, Kansas City Chiefs betting preview out for Super Bowl 58. Go check that out at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com in the NFL blogs section give out my first TD props, my underdog pickums, and of course, game total. There's an alt spread, not the spread, but an alt spread in there. And of course, the uh the money line pick. We Spoiler, uh we give got the peeps. We giving out some some pickums again before the Super Bowl. I think we were what 3 out of 4 last week. Oh or, yeah. Uh, last yeah. game. Nice. Any that you like, Dave? Uh I haven't gotten that far yet. Um okay. it's been a busy week, but yeah, we'll be looking at yeah. it here in a couple days. I got uh, Mahomes, the 26 completions. I've got Travis Kelsey, the anytime touchdown. Rashi Rice over on the yards. I want to say it's like 67. Are you talking on underdog? Yes, on underdog, okay. correct. They are yeah. higher or lowers, by the way? Yes, correct. Higher or lower. So, um, speaking of hires, I think it was the dad bod special. I think it was only 26 and a half for the uh, higher or lower for the rushing. For Patrick Mahomes because of that dad bod picture. So I'm I love it. Gonna, I love it. Probably gonna take the the dip there and uh <clears throat> and take the higher on the on the rushing for uh, Mahomes. Whoa, yeah. big total there, Jamie. Sir Jamie with a big old bunch of points. 31 24. He, he's game. almost my correct. I, I I have Chiefs 31, Niners 21. Nice. I have not picked a total. I I, I can't say that, but uh, I also will say that. I have the Chiefs at uh, minus three. I, I just think that this game is very, very close. It's closer to a pick 'em. There really is no underdog. So I think, in my opinion, the Chiefs are the real favorite, opposite of the books, and I'll take the favorite minus three. All right. Well, Jamie, appreciate you correcting me. Um, I was, it was Ryan Bader that I was looking for. I was totally off. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> everybody, go check out some uh, Cody Schrader and J- Javon um, Baker highlights. Go check out Ryan Bader. He's cool, too. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. Thank you for stopping by. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Download the episode. Smash the like button on your way out of the YouTube channel. We will see you again for our next live draft. Take care.